Welcome to the Delight in the Lord podcast. I'm your host, Tori Gill. I am a wife to my amazing husband, Ricky, and mom to our four precious children. And my mission is to encourage women to delight in the Lord. Early in my motherhood journey, I came across Psalm 37.4. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I wrote this verse on a sticky note and put it up on the window above my kitchen sink. I read it over and over again, admittedly because of the second part, the desires of my heart. I wanted some things I did not have. However, the Lord in his goodness and grace was drawing me closer, teaching me to delight in him. And that's where transformation began to happen. So friends, that is what I desire for you, that you might delight in the Lord. On this podcast, we will discuss scripture, ministry, discipleship, the Christian life, all through the lens of delighting in the Lord. I hope what we learn here can be used for my own leaders. I serve as the women's minister at my church, but if you are in ministry, either on staff or maybe you're leading a group or just desiring to grow and develop as a disciple and follower of Jesus, you'll find some great tools and encouragement here as well. Each episode will have three main components, something visionary, big picture, a high altitude idea, followed up with something practical. I'm a dreamer and I love to stay in the clouds, but we need some legs for these things. So I'll have a tool resource or something you can wrap your arms around and put into practice. And then we'll end with a delight in the Lord sticky note moment, whether it's me or one of my guests, I'll ask them, you know, what have they been learning? How are they delighting in the Lord? And I'm so excited that you have decided to join us. This has been a dream and a prayer for many years, and I'm just praying that it makes a kingdom impact and works towards this mission of encouraging you to delight in the Lord. And in this first series, I'm so excited. I have collected some of my favorite leadership lessons. And since moving to Birmingham this past summer, I have found myself going back to and sharing certain lessons, values, experiences, and really some more than others. So I'm going to capture them and share them here with you. And in this first series, I'll have some of my favorite people. Oh, you're going to love them. They're my pastors, mentors, friends. And I'm so excited for you to learn from them as I have as well. And they've really taught me some valuable lessons uh, in my life. And I can't wait for you to learn more from them. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, everybody, for this first section, this first real segment, I wanted it to be dedicated to this idea of leadership development. And as we approach this season, this semester of leading groups or within your different areas of ministry, I thought this would be a great time to put a pin here and talk about what it means 
to develop leaders. I know for the church at Liberty Park, um, we have a lot of groups that just started and they are already full. And so I am tempted as our women's minister to do a big push Find me some more group leaders, which I believe the Lord will do, and I'm trusting Him to do. But I believe what we need to be doing as ministry leaders is to begin to create this shift, a shift from let's fill our spots on Sunday mornings, let's fill our gaps for group leaders, we have a need. And so what we are tempted to do is go out and we find somebody we think might be a good fit and we go, hey, would you lead a group? Which by the way, I just did this past semester. And so I'm not knocking it. But what I am saying is what if we just pushed a little bit? What if we just shifted gears just a bit and said, instead of filling a need, what if we began to see this as let me develop the people in my church. Let me have intentional conversations, intentional processes that develop them into the disciple, the leader that God has called them to be. And so that's really what I want to introduce here. And and before we get too far down the road in this big idea, the shift from needing volunteers and filling spots to a desire to develop the people in our church, I want to read to you a definition of leadership development. And this comes from Mac Lake's book called The Multiplication Effect, Building a Leadership Pipeline that solves your leadership shortage. I read this book about a year or so ago, and what I think is so incredible about it is that it puts into words, I think, the tension that we all feel as ministry leaders trying to develop our people and trying to still have Sunday mornings go the way that they should and still have groups meeting throughout the week. And uh, what this book does is provide some language, but also some structure. And so this is how Mac Lake defines leadership development. It is an intentional process in which one interacts with an experienced leader producing transformation in the character and competencies that increase their ability to influence people, outcomes, and culture. And there's a word here that I want to focus on, and that is intentional process. So I don't know what church you're coming from. I know that um, we're all doing this in different ways and we're really trying to create structures, but some of us are a little bit further along than others. So how do we do this without these amazing structures and systems and competencies and content and all that kind of good stuff, which I am hoping that this podcast could fill some of those gaps in terms of resourcing leaders and finding ways to um, equip them and what we've called them to do. But what I want to offer here is this idea, and this is what Mac uh, offers here in this book, is that when we consider leadership development, why don't we take a discipleship approach to leadership development, an intentional process in which one interacts with an experienced leader producing transformation in the character and competencies that increase their ability to influence people, outcomes, and culture. So if that's the definition, what if we took this approach? 
to discipling our folks, discipling our people in our churches to become the disciple and the leader that God has called them to do because we all have a purpose. We all have passions. We all have gifts. We all have life experiences that inform these uh, gifts and talents that we have. And we have unique contexts. And I believe that God desires to use all of those things. And in this book, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, one of the chapters in the beginning here is titled Discipleship or Leadership. And in parentheses, it says, or both. And he says here, leadership development shouldn't be, or should be, excuse me, an extension of a church's discipleship strategy, because leadership development is about discipling leaders. And so if you are in ministry, you know, maybe you're on staff, you're leading a group, or maybe you're in a group, this message is for you. We want all of our churches to be teaming with disciples who make disciples, who help others discover their purpose and encourage them to live it out. And while, again, like I said, some churches are further along in providing structure and content for this, I think we can all do one thing, and that is this. And this is what I want you to kind of wrapping your arms around here is to ask the Lord to show you who in your small group, who that you interact with on a day-to-day basis that you could spend some extra time with and who you can be taking this discipleship approach to leadership development and consider your own life. Consider who has been developing you, who has pulled you inside and said, hey, I see something in you. And I pray that every person listening in one way or another has had that for them, because I know for me personally, it has been such a gift and truly a game changer in my life. And if you have experienced that, then friends, I'm going to encourage you, you need to share that with the people around you. And so small group leaders, survey your groups. Who in your group is standing out to you? Who is somebody that you go, that person I could spend some extra time with, and I just wonder what God could do in them and through them. And as we you know, continue this semester, I wanted to, to have this podcast hit where it is because most groups have been meeting you know, for at least a few weeks, and we don't want too much time to go by without having this opportunity over the semester as we meet with one another weekly and and we grow in our faith and uh, we really see God start to move, we need to take a moment and just say, God, show me who, so that in the coming weeks as we continue in our small group semester, you as a small group leader or even a small group member or somebody on staff, you can go, I see this person. Let me spend more time with them. Let me disciple them. Let me ask them about their passions, their gifts, their context in their everyday life. And this is how I think it could start to live out in your life and in the people's lives around them. Say you meet with them and you're asking questions, you know, tell me your story. 
tell me when God really made a big impact in your life. It, it could be that those folks, over time, you start to see, well, God could use you, you know, as a small group leader. And God willing, I pray that that is the case. And at the church at Liberty Park, I know that our fall semester is going to be full. And, you know, we're looking for those leaders. And so that may be how it lives itself out. Or it could be somebody who says, you know, I just love serving kids and students. And I'm all about the next generation. Maybe you can get them plugged into your student and kids ministries. Or maybe it's something outside the church, like foster care, or even they have a dream about starting their own type of ministry. I think all of us in the church today should take a moment and really consider what a discipleship approach to leadership development could look like in a relationship, in a very intentional relationship where you are pouring into somebody and calling them into discovering their purpose and their call on their life. And so now that we've had a few weeks of groups meeting, I've included a resource, which we're going to talk through next. That's the next segment that is an assessment, a survey of how is it going? What are some things that God has done? Let's celebrate those things. What challenges have you faced in your group? And then also, So again, this whole idea of looking forward, you know, God, how can we respond to this? What are some things that you've called me to do as a group leader, as a group member, somebody on staff um, to to help these groups and to help our people? And then the last question on there is going to ask you who, who in your group can you pull aside and say, come on, I see something in you. Let's see what God can do. And so, friends, when we go to our next segment, I'm going to go through that resource with you. But um, I wanted to make sure, again, that this first podcast, this first episode, introduced this idea of leadership development as an intentional process and something that you and I can very easily do regardless of the structure that you have at your church, regardless of the content that's provided to develop these character and competencies, you follower and discipler of Jesus can sit down with somebody and tell them God has a plan for your life. Let's see what we can do. So let's move on to our next segment here. All right, everybody, we are going to move into our practical part of this podcast. So we just finished up talking about our discipleship approach to leadership development. And now we are going to talk about this resource. It's called our Group Pulse Check. And what it is, it's a series of questions that I've put together, and it's to help you celebrate what is celebrated gets repeated and we need to pause and praise and give the Lord thanks to what he is doing in our groups and in us. So we're going to celebrate and then we're going to identify some challenges. What, how is God challenging you personally? How is he challenging your group to grow and authenticity and prayer and all those kind of good things? And then we're going to have an opportunity for you to respond you know, Lord, what are some things that I can do that I could commit to you to give to you? But also it's going to answer that question, who? And so I'm going to say here that this resource is going to be, I have created it for my own leaders, my women's leaders here at the church at Liberty Park. So hello, ladies. I'm so excited that you get to do these things. So I have a PDF of this. It's going to be in the show notes. I'm going to ask you to print this off. And I'm going to ask you to fill it out. 
And I want you to hold on to this. Feel free to share it with me if you want. I encourage you when you get together for your next group meeting to celebrate. The first section on here is a look back section. And so what a great way to kick off your next group meeting, celebrating what God is already doing in you and through this group. And so I'm going to ask again all of my women's leaders here at the Church at Liberty Park to do this over the next week or so. And if you're somebody listening at another church and you have groups and group leaders and you're in a group, this is something that you all can use as well. I have not branded it in any way, so feel free to print this off. I would love for you to print this puppy off and share it with your groups. It's just a great tool and a great resource. So I'm just going to walk through these questions real quick. And so if you have any questions, I'll try to add some uh, additional narrative in there. But again, this beginning just of the of this document just introduces this idea that it is a group pulse check. How are we doing? We're going to celebrate. We're going to identify challenges and we're going to intentionally respond. And so it's a look back. This first question here says, how has God used this group to help you grow in your faith? And how do you see God moving in your own group collectively? Let's celebrate. And I'm just going to go ahead and and brag on the group that I am co-leading on Wednesday mornings. We are a true multi-generational group, and it has been an absolute gift to put all of these women of different ages and life stages together in one room and to have our ladies of more mature life experiences to share some of their wisdom, some of their walk with the Lord to others in the room who are new to their faith and have young families and are trying to work through all of these things when life is just so hard. (laughs) At least it can be at times when you're a younger mom and going through that grind. And so I just want to celebrate what God has done already in our group with this sharing of wisdom and the joy it has been to be in a room of women of all ages and life stages. And so I want to say thank you to our group who has been meeting and thank you for the wisdom that you've poured into my own life. And so that's something I want to celebrate. And then the second question on here is, how is God challenging you in this season? And what are some ways your group can improve? And I put some examples on here. Authenticity. Sometimes it's really hard to break those barriers down. You know, your groups have been meeting now for a few weeks. So kind of take an assessment. How is that going? And I would say if you are struggling with bar- with the barrier of, you know, people being real and and sharing their stuff, you know, that's, that's why we do this. We want to be, have, we want to have authentic relationships here. I would recommend maybe you as the group leader sharing your testimony, or maybe having somebody else in their group sharing their testimony. I think when we start to see all the sin in our life that we've dealt with, you know, all the things that we're, you know, we are broken. And when you start to share those things in a group setting, it really starts to open those doors of, of authenticity. Um, and I, I put another suggestion on here is commitment. You know, how's your group doing? Is everybody showing up when they say they're going to show up? Are, are people falling back? Just kind of taking a moment to go, how committed are we to this group now that we're in a few weeks in? And another thing I included on here is prayer. I know I'm guilty if you're in our Wednesday morning group you know that sometimes we don't spend too much time in prayer. 
because we just enjoy visiting. We enjoy talking. We enjoy discussing the text. Um, but, you know, maybe that as a group, you want to commit more to, to praying for one another. And so that's something you can be discussing as well. So that's our look back. Our look forward here says, consider your answer to the question above, the one about challenges. You know, what are some specific ways you and your group can respond? Um, and so, you know, that's just a time and a place to say, God, help us. These are some, th- some things we can commit to. Again, you're only in a, f- a few weeks in. So this is a good time to kind of take a moment to pause and see how everything's going and how you can improve <clears throat> in, the, in the weeks and months ahead. And then the last question, who in your group is God leading you to take a discipleship approach to leadership development? Write their name and pray for them daily. And so, friends, as you've listened to this, I hope that as you've heard these things, there's been a couple things you can kind of wrap your arms around, some things you can kind of think through. But what a gift it would be if after hearing these words and, and after looking through this resource and groups, when you go through this and you start to take an assessment, what a gift it is to grow. So I want to first acknowledge that. What a gift it is that we get to to intentionally grow in our faith, you know, in our relationship with Jesus and, and with one another. And if you're somebody who is listening, who's gone through this discipleship process, maybe you're further along in life, maybe you're younger, maybe you've been considering reaching out to somebody and giving them the gift of helping them discover their purpose, helping them to realize the potential in their life, would you just ask the Lord boldly to to equip you and give you the confidence to do those things in the week, weeks and months ahead? Um, you know, 2024 is just getting started, but we want to we want to make sure that in these group settings that we've already created at all of our churches, that we are producing disciples who are who are radically generous with their time and with their gifts. And um, I just pray that that's a gift to you in your your own life and in your church and really in what God God has called us to do to go and make disciples of all nations. And so please, I encourage you, print off this resource, take a look at it. Again, it's not branded, so anybody can pick this up, use this in their groups, um, and I pray that it is helpful as you continue in this group semester. So now we're going to finish up our time together with our Delight in the Lord sticky note moment. All right, everybody, this is our delight in the Lord sticky note moment. So when I, again, was a young mom, I wrote down Psalm 37.4. I put this on the window above my sink. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And transformation, again, really started to take root in and through me. And I have never been the same since. And so as I've been going through life, you know, I always go back to this verse. And when we moved here to Birmingham and really leading up to this time, I had so many questions. You know, Lord, what are you doing here? I'm going to believe that you've provided a way, which one day we'll kind of get to this whole story of how we got here and the church. And it's just an only God story. But he led me back to Psalm 37 and the verse right above 
Psalm 37, 4, verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. And I believe that is what this season of life is for me and for my family. We have just been able to see God's faithfulness in all of it. And we are trusting him, you know, one step at a time. We got here one step at a time. And I have just seen and been able to experience this idea of enjoying safe pasture and dwelling in his presence and in his land and in his pe- with his people. And so for me right now, that is my delight in the Lord sticky note verse that we are trusting one step at a time and we are so grateful that he allows us to dwell in the land and to enjoy safe pasture and so friend I hope that this has been enjoyable for you I hope that you have learned something I hope that you are encouraged please check out the links in the show notes with the book uh Mac Lake's book multiplication effect please print off this group pulse check. I think that it's going to be something very helpful for all of our groups. And I'm praying for you that you would take this big idea of discipling people in your church to become the disciple that God has called them to be and that your groups can be full of life and can be growing in authenticity and your churches can be full of just growth. And that is, that's really my hope and my prayer for all of us. And so as we continue this leadership series, one of my dear friends, uh, Pastor Andrew Bates is going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about this idea of love and lead. We love first, we lead second, but we always do both. So check back here for our second episode in our leadership series for our delight in the Lord podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am delighted you are here.